Hey there, Shoppomaniacs. It's me, Macho Man Randy Standards, and I've traveled the world, and I've stared at the scorpions, and I've eaten the snakes, and I'm here to tell you about the glories of web development. Oh, yeah, brother. Chris, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm a little scared of you, actually. Uh, I hope I'm not front row for your match. I feel like I might get spit on. Yeah, you might find yourself in the arms of a full Nelson. Your arms (laughs) flip-flopping above your head because you can't move them and I'm slowly, slowly pulling the blood out of your heart. Yeah, brother! (laughs) (laughs) So you're uh, you're a web development guy. Are you still pretty... after wrestling I got a few concussions and I had to pivot over to building websites. (laughs) What's the strongest way to build a website then? Only H1 tags, brother. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You feel like that'll kind of appease. It really gets your point across. See, brother, I've lived in the deserts and I've I've rode with the eagles on the plane. (laughs) And I tell you, (laughs) 360 degree reviews that I have tasted. The beauty of web development, and it is no JavaScript and no style sheets. Just pure <laughs> HTML, brother. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. You can't argue with that. Your lighthouse score would be... My lighthouse score is 2,000. People don't believe me, but I show them the way, the truth, the reality. <laughs> This makes a lot of sense, really. You know, no web components over there and Macho Man. It's just a little My too complicated. My orca is here, and I'm going to have to ride it off into the sunset, brother. But it has been really good talking to you about the possibilities of web standards. Yeah, It's my pleasure. I'm going to go buy a T-shirt. Snap into a... Div. Nope. Div. <laughs> Div Jim. Slim Div. <laughs> Wow, what a visitor, Christopher. <laughs> what? Woo. Is. I do worry about that lock on your door. <laughs> Just all kinds of characters coming in. Um, that was, um, yeah. Didn't even know Macho Man Randy Standards was around. <laughs> Just kind of showed up. Just showed up. Indeed he did. That's good, though. It's nice that he people... He crawled out are... of like, my bookcase. It was the weirdest thing. I was, it was, yeah, anyway. I like strong opinions, though. You know, he's not a nuanced guy. He doesn't. Uh, no, pretty extreme opinions, and I like I like breaking out of the nuance. You know who else broke out of some nuance today? <laughs> As we're recording this, Eric Bailey yeah. Uh, yeah, say, yeah. says display contents considered harmful. Oh, I was just about to send him a mastodon because yeah, I, I did. I read it. Um, I was told, you know, I'll say blissfully. <laughs> unaware that browsers had gone backwards in their support of this. That's a bit rare, I'll say. Um, it sounded like Eric's take was a little like, uh, th- this is this is to be expected in a way that like, even if they fix it again, can you, can you trust that or not? That is yeah. a hell of a trust to break if we're like, when features are fixed or usable, if we're like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that they're going to stay that way. 
that's a suckier world to live in. And I, you know, that, that might be just the picture he was trying to paint. But, um, the reason I was going to message about it is because I posted about it just recently. Um, and I was looking at a post of, of Hides, um, that was like, that was kind of tracking it. Um, Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, look, look at these tickets that browsers claimed to have fixed this. Now, what we're talking about is let's say you have a UL, an unordered list, Dave, unordered list have specific behavior. In, mm-hmm. um, you know, the accessibility tree and the, you know, how assistive tech does that. You can you can go to them and I'll say, this is a list. It has list. six items in it six or whatever. Items. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know if that's the only thing it does, but that's an important one. And it is one that it does do. Uh, and then if you put, instead of, you know, it's default display is it just i think it's just display block but the but the items in it are display list item you know but anyway whatever its default is if you said display contents instead of display whatever its default is block that it wipes away its semantics and it's it's not announced anymore as a list and then they fix that and then it and then it broke again so like wow that sucks you know and my post was about that's useful. It is actually useful to say display contents in it because what it what it does, you know, for a designer is it it's it, it's as if that element has disappeared in the DOM. Its mm-hmm. children are still there, so they get like moved up a level essentially in the DOM tree. But the parent is just gone. It's not actually gone, but it's it behaves as if it's gone. Very interesting. Point being, you know, if you have like, I don't know, the point I was making was I I had a recipe. The recipe was an article tag. And within the article, there's an H2, there's a P, there's multiple P's, and there's a OL of ingredients. And I wanted all those elements, including the LIs of the list, to participate on one grid set up in CSS, one grid, so I can move stuff around wherever on that grid. And I am forbade from doing that because there's an OL in the way. It's like the OL can participate on the grid, but not the LIs. And that's annoying. It's just annoying. And display contents is kind of the point of it. One of the points of it is to fix that. Right. And you could, uh, you could, I could, here's, look. You could use subgrid. That's kind of a feature we have now. Sort yeah, of that's Chrome the thing though. You can't got really. It, I guess. Yeah. Like, but that's only grid, right? And there's no like subflex, you know. Like you know, now that I'm thinking about it, though, I wonder if you could p- position the OL at like grid row zero and end oh. at negative one. You know, position it over the entire Pretend grid and the whole then thing. say subgrid, and then you can, and then I guess that does kind of get around so it's it. Blocky, but but you know, that's te- not technically how grid works. Like it should just keep like. This is one cell one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, just kind of mapping it all out. So yeah. yeah, it doesn't work the same, but you could you could like boom, snap it down and put it on a different block, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's a I think it's it's it there are places where, you know, we have markup now that you kind of need around something. Here's another another example would be like picture element around an image, right? Like you probably that would break it, you know. Um, although your picture's probably a hundred percent anyway. But in Ooh, that's theory, a good point. But isn't that one? That's a very weird one. I don't think you can target the picture element, or if you can, it doesn't behave like a blo- like a div would. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like field set or some weird, which is even weirder. But yeah. Yeah. 
now I have to test it. I'm sorry because that uh, good I, luck. the picture is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fieldset is is a good example too of one that's just completely bizarre. And Fieldset would just originally just be like, dude, never heard of a grid. I'm out of here. But you need Fieldset around radio groups, right? Like like that represents a radio group. I I, I can't say like, hey. <laughs> I don't know. Even let's just say, even a vertical rhythm of like one m gap in between, you would want grid is really helpful. But the second you had a field set with some radios, you popped out of the grid. So like display contents there would be pretty awesome. Does doesn't exist, or you can't do that with display contents. It sounds again too dangerous. And, and I should say, Adrian is citing an Adrian Roselli article, um, right? And Adrian Roselli. Uh, love him. Uh, he does very good <laughs> writing, uh, but pretty, I, I guess, like uh, pedantic. Maybe it would be a way. He, he's very thorough and very particular about how this should work and how it is announced. And and like we def we need people like that, you know. But I think it's just it's just interesting how you know he puts it through the the paces, and that's you know, what we need people to do. Right. Like nobody else. Right. Real, really good. And it's a, it's a, it's a bummer. I, I believe he blogged earlier this month that he's getting me, he's being sued by audio. I, I, I haven't been sued by them, but I've also, I've also been served some papers. By, uh, yikes, yeah, yeah. By accessibility people in the past. And what I did was I just said, bring it. You know, and then I and then nothing ever came of it because you know I I was like I'm fully prepared. You know, I was like, uh, you know, I would have brought my Macho Man Savage to the to the party. Yeah, if if like I lose my shirt over like (laughs) like fighting for accessible experiences, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good way to go. Like a good way to go out. Yeah, but but anyway, I, I guess. Adrian ha- tends to have a more pessimistic view because he sees a lot at the very granular level. And so I, I think like that's mm-hmm. something to weigh into this opinion. But I-, I do, it is sort of distressing, like just one CSS property can nuke an accessibility tree. That's that's unfortunate, you know? Oh, it really is. It's, it almost sucks that it even exists at this point because it, if it can only do harm, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> right. You know? or, or Or the like, it works it, again. The nuance, right? Like it, it works, but sometimes it just explodes. You know, like mm. I can't, I can't author with that, right? That's a hard, uh, that's a hard one for me to be like, dude, use this. I, I should use this, or, or my brain to even like lock into using it because I'm like, dude, is this just coding a problem? Did I just make a problem? I, you know, like uh, I've watched so many YouTubes where somebody is just like let me just use display content to solve this problem. And I'm like, mm. I think that creates problems, you know? Um, right. Well, that isn't that. So that's the, the ultimate irony of it, right? Is that it works for the purely visual. I, I just use a browser as a fully normal. I use no assistive tech whatsoever. Then yeah. it works great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah, as for me visually, yeah, I'm getting the effect I want. So YOLO, let's go push it, you know. But but what you don't see is like, or, or what you don't hear more <laughs> exactly or feel right. on a Braille reader is you basically just nuke somebody's whole like way of understanding the website, you know. So 
And, you know, it's worth noting, too, like if, if like blowing semantics is an issue, you know, like, you know, if you say list style type none, Safari just says, yeah, I this isn't a list anymore, you know, or I don't even know if that's true anymore. But like historically, that was true. So it's like, does that, you know, browsers are also exploding semantics, but we're not like, don't use browsers, <laughs> don't use this browser, you know, but mm. I don't know. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to see. It's a it's a bummer about that. I do plan to update my post and just kind of point out that that's not a good solution at the moment. I'm not sure where I I'll have to ruminate on on Eric's point overall that kind of that we just can't trust that feature maybe ever because of the backslides. Yeah, how 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 what what what's your forgiveness? What's your your I don't have a lot of I mean, I'm perhaps slightly more forgiving. But is that because I want to be or is that because it's deserved? And maybe it's a little of both. But the deserved part is that, like, how often do we have we brought up backslides in our 20 years of, you know, talking about this stuff? I don't not very often like that doesn't just because it's, it has now happened this one time. I don't I don't generally think about backslides. So that's some earned trust right there, I think. I think if I were to side with Eric, which I, again, my like anti-nuance brain is just like, yep, it's dead to me. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. Yep. Um, pull it out of the spec. But um, uh, accessibility fixes happen slow. Like they don't like dialogue 20 years to fix dialogue, you know, and it's still maybe rolling out. So, but I, I, that's all just to say, I think like there's a lot of, um, I guess there's, there's a lot to think about just specifically around accessibility fixes and AT and browsers and how they get upgraded and the opaqueness around that and how we don't find out until everyone says, yay, we fixed it. And then it's like, psych, you didn't, you know, so. Right, right, right. So maybe we'll should read just just to make sure we're not totally mischaracterizing people as we as we do all the time here on this show. We did actually get some feedback over on the Twitter. I should uh, pull that up. My voice is hoarse. I wonder why. Uh, somebody was saying we said that uh, uh, passkeys stores your private key. Never the private key never comes into the equation. There's never it. So you send your public key, the browser then issues a challenge, your browser challenges that, never sends a private key, and and then sends the answer to the challenge, and then the, I guess your browser says, yes, they answered the challenge right or something, so. Oh, God dang it, really? So, yeah, yeah. So there's your no, private key never goes across the wire. Never goes across the wire. Well, that's so. even better than I thought it was. That's really cool. That's better. So, so yeah, we got. So I think we said it wrong, but uh, but like your public key. Well, we definitely does, did say it wrong. Yeah, because so, anyway. I was like, oh, you, you can't type in your private key. Well, you can't type in your private key because it doesn't. You don't need to ever. Right. Right. Yeah. Because in my mind, I was just like, oh, you use biometrics to unlock your private key, and they don't let you type it in because that would be stupid. But you, it's still you still need to send it. That's what was happening in my brain. Wow, Chris, I guess you should read something for once in no, your life. No, I, I it's confusing because it's new. And I, I think like you're not wrong. It's 
it's using the private key <laughs> to solve the challenge, I believe. So yeah, um, like it's still like, of course it's still it is still private key, public key cryptography. Right. That's <laughs> still happening. Uh, but um, I think what's cool about it is like it's it's almost like and just how we encode web pages over HTTPS. It's basically that, but like it's a user identity web page thing. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's, you're basically saying my identity here, encrypt it, go here. It is, you know, I can't freaking wait. It's already helpful to me that like, I like the idea of thinking of it as like, like usually when I, when a one password thing comes up, I'm like, Oh, thank God this is going to work. You know, cause when mm-hmm. my one password comes up, I use biometrics to unlock it and then it puts in the right information. Great. Sometimes it's a little more rough than that because there's like pick from these eight accounts and you can still pick the wrong one or Mm -hmm. there's one of them looks good, but one of them's actually just a password that you saved two months ago. So that's probably the right one, but it doesn't have a username on it. So you're like, oh, crap, which is the right one? And there's all kinds of rough edges with using one password. And I assume that's the same with if you use LastPass or whatever, although isn't LastPass kind of dead? They had so many breaches that it feels like. Kind of I think unsafe last to even pass use it. Has a bad time, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think what's cool is, I mean, if if we like take a high level step back, you know, you know, entering in a user password, you're kind of saying, I am this email, and I'm gonna prove that by typing this password, password one, two, three. Done. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. That I proved it's me. Well, you just don't do that. That second, it's it's like you've unlocked your one password and then you, whoop, you're in. You can't, you can't possibly be wrong. Right. I love that. Right. And I, I just, yeah, I love how it's like, it's almost like, hey, okay, you want to log in? Who are you? Send us an identity. And your phone says, you want to send this website your identity? And you're like, yeah. And then they're like, cool. I'm going to believe that's you. <laughs> so yeah. very cool. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that it it solves all these technical problems and the UX is better. Yeah. Like that's how how often does that happen in tech? You know, it's usually like there are bad trade-offs and you're like here, you're like, "Mm, there's the only trade-off is, oh, I actually, I have to manually add this to my website. But once you have, it's just better for everybody. You want to, um, you want to be secure? Yeah. You got to buy this thumb drive. If you ever lose this thumb drive, you're toast. But. Here's your thumb drive. So I haven't read a single condemnation of it. I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about Pascal. Yeah. I should probably look around for that, but it just every time it comes up, it's a little bit like, have you heard of this? Because it's better. Well, it's funny is like you almost, if it's bad, then the whole web stack is bad. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's built on the same underpinnings, you know? So, uh, and okay, before we make it back to Eric, don't worry, buddy, we're coming back for you. There was also a, a bit of a correction on the, the Astro thing. Remember I, I called out, it was Rich Harris's video. And at the end, he kind of pokes fun at Astro because they have like an RFC up for, for mm-hmm. a router, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we kind of, we, of course, without reading it, cause why would we read anything on we this show? We are... In a pundit podcast, do people not understand this? We, we're not news. We're not. Yeah, well, you can't, because I, I, I assumed that it, what it meant is that like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to build an S? I, I love Astro. Oh my God, the DX of it is just delicious. I freaking love it. But occasionally it does make sense to make an SPA. Sorry, world. It's kind of nice sometimes. Uh, it has a certain feel to it, whatever. Um, 
wouldn't it be nice if there was at least some possibility that I could build an SPA in Astro? Because you really just can't right now. So, but I wasn't defending it because I was, I, in, in fact, I was doing the opposite. I was being like, oh, that, it, muddies the water of when I should pick Astro and, and such. And it, it kind of goes against their prior branding in a way to have this. Anyway, it doesn't. It doesn't break any of that. It doesn't do any of that stuff because they're not thinking about building an SPA in oh. Astro. They're not. They're just saying, we, sh maybe we can build a cool thing that makes the transition be between pages in an MPA, in a multi-page app, or as I like to call them, websites, um, <laughs> smoother. And okay. Maybe some JavaScript is involved because it'll do some kind of page diff. This okay. was the whiteboard okay. master Ben Holmes correcting us here in the Discord. Okay. Oh, good. That um, that maybe there's some cool diffing thing they can explore to make the transitions between pages smoother, or probably the most likely, view transitions. See. So it's just like an yeah. So that's all it was. It's not like Astro is going SPA. So anyway. I'm correction that on issued. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this episode of Shop Talk Show is sponsored by Notion. Thanks so much to coming back as a sponsor. Notion, glad to have you. Huge fan of their tool. Probably one of the most important professional tools that I use. Today, I'm excited to share that they just launched Notion projects, which includes new powerful ways to manage projects and leverage the power of their built-in AI features too. So Notion Projects combines project management with your docs, your knowledge base, and AI so you can stop jumping between tools so much and stop paying too much for them too. I can vouch for that personally. I feel like when I really got into using Notion, it started replacing things without even really me knowing yet. Especially the project management stuff has been so useful to me in Notion. Planning like a sprint of work and having tickets for that work and assigning certain people and priority levels and having conversations and comments built right into the tool for that. Then you have a meeting and you keep those meeting notes there too. It's just an invaluable tool for keeping everybody on the same page. Really the home base for projects for me. So again, thanks so much to Notion for sponsoring and just check them out at notion.com. Okay, anyway, now I'll circle all the way back to Eric and talking about display contents. Who writes? At this point, I don't think we as an industry can use display contents with confidence. Past actions are a good indicator of future behavior, and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I now view this declaration as predictably unpredictable. The common response of just tested support with assistive technology does not apply here either. There is a non-trivial chance that the desirable behavior for the declaration in a current browser version isn't guaranteed to persist for future versions of that browser. So I don't think we mischaracterize him. He's saying it's it backslid once, even if they fix it again, it could backslide again. So don't use it. Yeah, my, I, I'm, you know, in in. I think when different browsers are breaking it in different ways, that sort of says like there's maybe some unclearness on what's supposed to happen, you know, or or a lack of clarity. But I don't know. You, you can yeah. also take a bit more of a assume good intent vibe and just say people are smart but unknowledgeable, but 
Maybe we need to pull the knowledgeable people in to, to work on this particular feature. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say I come down a little more forgiving, even though softer. this is if, even this is a, an egregious, and I hate to see backslides, and like, isn't that what unit tests are for and such? Which, you know, the web platform actually has a super billions and zillions of them. Uh, make one for this, and then you're good. Right. Well, and I think like, that's where I'm probably not going to, feel safe until it's a skeptic of some kind <laughs> comes out and says, okay, use it. You know, like when Scott O'Hara is like, okay, okay I think we can use dialogue. <laughs> I think it's yeah. okay. You know, I, I think that's great. You know? Yeah. It takes, it takes somebody like that to, to give it the okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I saw a really cool CSS one just yesterday as we we're recording a few more days since this goes, actually it'll probably be a, maybe a week plus, but that doesn't matter. This is still hot off the presses. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, and it's, ooh. it's, you know, like view transitions, you have to, uh, you have to enable some flags. Although Dave, I, I listened back to a show and you were clear about there isn't a flag that you should have on in your canary. If you have it, um, that's just generically enable experimental web platform features. They mm -hmm. tuck a lot of stuff under just that one flag. That, that one flag has a lot of wild stuff in it. I mean, from yeah. stuff like GPU hacks to like all kinds of stuff. So mm -hmm. um, that one will get you this feature that I'm about to describe. Uh, this is according to Bramus Van Dam, who's long had a great blog. Bramus everybody is cool. Yeah, it's really clear, good blogging technique. I remember being like, "Man, this guy should work at like a browser or something." And now he, now he's <laughs> now at Chrome. Chrome. So yeah. Good job. Yeah. Um, this was okay. Let me take you back in time a little bit. I believe this is a. Um, I heard. I, I associate this somehow with Jonathan Snook. Mm -hmm. um, um, and for some reason, like Basecamp. Back when they blogged more, yeah. they had this this technique where you 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 you'd click on something. Maybe it gets appended to the DOM, or it's a jump link where I click like mm -hmm. I don't know the uh, an H two that's way down the page, and there's a there's a table of contents linked down to it, and that as you arrive at it, all of a sudden, just real briefly, it flashes yellow. Ooh, yeah, that was that you go uh, like, yeah. That was Remember a that? feature of Scriptaculous, I believe, too. Like that was like <laughs> one of Scriptaculous's like nice. boom, we do this. Yeah. Yeah. I somehow like love it. I'm still like the just I have mad nostalgia for the the yellow fade technique is what Brandon Bramus is calling in here, although I feel like it had a slightly different name. I can't remember that. But, you know, yellow fade technique is it feels strong. And the way that you would pull it off has changed over the years because, you know, we, we used to not even have, you know, just think of at keyframe in CSS. Nobody thinks of that as a new feature, but it totally was at one time. Yeah. You know, that's why Scriptaculous had to do it. You know, it had to be a JavaScript animation affair. You know, then we get keyframe animations. And so we'd make it. You could say at keyframes, yellow, yellow fade, yellow flash. Maybe that's mm -hmm. what I want. You'd call it yellow fade or whatever. And then you'd say like, you'd say, you know, from background color yellow to background color transparent or white or something. Um, or in another way to do it, yeah, you could do it in reverse too, but uh, whatever. So, so you have this keyframe, but then when you call that animation, you'd call that animation on the element itself and then say like, um, what there's a keyword, right? That's like 
at the end of the animation, you, you can kind of infer that it should it should run once and it should stay in its ending state. I forget what the keyword for that is, but it doesn't matter. You can imagine it. By default, an animation will go back to its original state. And this says stay in the, at the end of the animation, stay in that state. It's just a keyword. Right. Right. So, okay, that's cool enough. But now, look at this is just... I don't know. Like I said, I'm just mad nostalgic for this technique, but CSS has evolved yet one more time to make this even easier with something I literally never heard of until this blog post. You can nest within an an element at, so it's a new at thing, brand new. Okay. At starting dash style. At starting style. I love it. Then you put the the braces around it. And then you just, in this case, like there's a div and it has background color transparent. And then there's a transition, crucially. If there was no transition, this wouldn't matter. Yeah. There's a transition. And then it says at starting style, background color yellow. So it's so so little code. But just those three lines of code blasted from yellow to transparent real, real quickly. Yeah, really nice. I'm loving it. So it's like a reverse transition or what? Cause you would do like an animation to like start it and stop. You know, like, but this is just saying like, no, it has like a starting style when it shows up on the page. Right. That's so you cool. could do, I mean, imagine that, that little technique where like a list item like slides in Floaties from the left in, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. That would be so easy to code with this. Or like your little navs like popping up or down, bloop, and kind of blooping yeah, in, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. And then what else am I going to do with it? Um, uh, I, that's all I'm going to do with it. Well, there's Actually, modals that fly in from above, you know? So the starting style would be like scale 1.2 and opacity 0. And then the default style would be like scale 1 and opacity 1. On um large pizza company... Um, we had like a hero unit and a, um, a, that would like, you know, like fade in these and kind of slide in these little, uh, from opacity, you know, left, you know, 20 pixels, like slide that stuff in, you know, and that would be trivial. That would be awesome. And a progressive enhancement. Oh boy. Like (laughs) so great. You know what we really need though? Not, not because of course that's what's, that's what getting new CSS does is it makes you ask for more. A little shimmy on your pop-up drop-down menus now. Shimmies, shimmies could easily shimmy. shimmy in the (laughs) shit. I'm going to shimmy the shit out of Oh yeah, buddy. You want to shimmy the shit out of shimmy? Come on down. (laughs) What I really want is outgoing style. That has is still unsolved and really sucks <laughs> on the web. So if you if you want to like, you know, fade an image out while it's shrinking or something and then it leaves the dom, it, you almost need like a on dom out or something. Like if anything gets removed from the dom, is there a way you can just for the love of god apply a little CSS on its way out? That would be just amazing. Could you, with this thing, though, could you be like dot whatever removed or whatever, li dot removed, and could you like have a starting style where it's like normal and then the ending style is like, I guess maybe that's... No, you can't, unfortunately, because by the time you call dot remove on it in JavaScript, it's just gone. It's instantaneously removed from the DOM, you know? In the like, yeah, in... 
I've done it where like you listen for transition end on the element and then you kill it, you know, like, so you say like start removing. Yeah. Know. But that, that's exactly the kind of, uh, no, <laughs> but no, Hey, some get back to vanilla JS land. We do this sort of crazy stuff. <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing that people did. And then people are like, Oh, but what about accessibility? And, I don't want to see movement. So at the top of my style sheets, I'm going to write prefers reduced Medotion reduced and then animation duration zero seconds. Now you've ruined the ability for that element to be removed from the DOM because transition end never fires when the animation duration is zero seconds. So like the things, the like, <laughs> it's a foot gun. Yeah. I think. Oh, are you in? Don't you? Don't don't animate out? No, oh, because ugh, because ugh, fortunately, give me the, break that new, it's baby discretion. <laughs> uh, the good news is that m most snippets of code about prefers reduce your mo motion say put the animation duration to point zero 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 one seconds, which is effectively mm -hmm. zero and solves that problem. So you know, thank God, I guess. I mean, what's cool about Bramus's thing is, I mean, uh, they aren't stupids uh and uh, if you we have incoming style uh, you know i, I feel or style starting style i think is what it was but um you know starting style I, yeah. I, I think i think there's a potential people are aware in the it's already been raised like it would be cool to have the outgoing style as well you know right 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 you know this. It is interesting. Remember, we we kind of pooped on the the change in view transitions. It used to be incoming and outgoing, and then they switched it to old and new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we get corrected here, about that? <laughs> no, we didn't. I still think I'm Good. right about that. Um, although I took part in zero discussions about it, so <laughs> fair enough. That <laughs> um, this is similar. That starting. You know, and it's on my mind a little bit because I, I have a slide in my thing where I'm kind of comparing the names of things across, you know, as related to what their name is now in logical properties. And there's okay. all these properties that make more sense now or are more aligned with each other because of logical properties. Things like overflow X, X that in somebody's brain, they said, oh, X, that means the X axis. Mm hmm. That nowhere else is that used in CSS. That is a total loner in nice. that. Now yeah. the resize property in CSS. Resize, guess what? If you want it on the x-axis, is it x? Is it resize x? No. It's horizontal. It's the word yeah. horizontal. Nice. Which it's 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 not like that's hard to learn. It's not hard to understand, but it's the only place in all of CSS where the word horizontal is used like that. Yeah. So it, doing it in the inline direction, it just makes it a little more consistent in that way. Now look what we're doing again. Starting style. Eh, I don't hate it. It's obviously very useful. Big fan. But like, what should we use? Should, or should we say starting old? Old style. <laughs> old style. Old style. <laughs> yeah. Milwaukee's best. Um. <laughs> it's just a case again where like, did we, was it considered across all the language of CSS? I mean, certainly it was, but it probably wasn't. Well, we've talked about it in open UI before, just like, you know, should we do this show hide, um, you know, or close hide, or, you know, like modals is probably the worst. Like it's like show modal and close, you know, um, and you know, rather than just like show and hide or something like that, I think, uh, details invented around the same time as modals open and destroy basically remove child like there's 
like open and not open or whatever is like your only option in on the details element. And then like, I feel like there's one more, but I'm just blanking on it. But anyway, like the, even like things made in the same generation have this, have different verbiage or different verb tenses and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling. And this yep. new pop-up thing had kind of went a different way. I think they have show and hide, um, Ooh. as methods. So yeah, like jQuery, <laughs> like jQuery, which again, don't say pay the cow pass unless you're going to pay the friggin' cow pass, you know, CSS is just cruising, dude. I need it's, to, uh, I got that bookmarked that, that post on the, all that popover stuff. Cause I, it was on my mind as like, this is coming, but it looks like it's really coming now. Right. Like you know, it's, yeah, I think it's in, I think it's in, Chrome 114, which is out. Um, Holy cow! So uh, let me let me go to our friend Ferd's site. Can I use pop over? Do they animate? Yeah, it's in Chrome 114, which is next up on deck. So um, they can animate. It's it's basically modal. It's it creates a top layer level element. That's kind of what you need to know. Um, like it, under the body or even yeah on on top of the body so it's wow. it's like always going to be z index 1 billion or whatever so it creates a top level element okay uh but the the it is anchored and I use that word specifically but it is it's like it's absolutely positioned to an element like a button but it doesn't have the constraints of the button cuz right now if you absolutely position a div and say width 100% that width 100% is the width of the button you know it's not like the width of the content or whatever so okay so it'll position the content but without like almost absolutely but without the uh constraints of the parent does that make sense? Because it's on it the top actually layer. actually does, right. Okay. There's a weird thing where you, if you just say position absolute without any other things, it is kind of still right next to the element that it started on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's it's like near the thing it was next to, you know? So, yeah, so anyway, yeah. so you don't have to put positioning on the element, uh, to my knowledge, like relative or something like that, the trigger. Right. But you have a trigger that hits a pop-up target, and that pop-up target will then just pop up like you expect so um so pretty That's cool awesome and, it, and i assume the main point perhaps is edge detection it must be right so that yeah and so i don't know if anchoring is coming in this actually i, I should like it the the verbiage well, was confusing on web.dev I, I need to this is from yuna on may 23rd which is pretty recent for us um but it, it's really Cool, but um, so then coming soon, there's like enter and exit animations and then anchor positioning in CSS. So, um, and that's going to give you kind of like these radial graphs and stuff like that. But, but if you open that stuff up in, in, if you open that positioning stuff up in uh, Canary right now, yeah, it yeah. does work. So, all that, all that, all the code pens work in Canary. So, I assume it's a piece of it is there. It's really it's hard for me when I read this to be like, oh, all that stuff's coming, but I think it's all related. So anyway. Yeah. A little harder to progressively enhance that particular API, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, to see what's up it, with that. 
Yeah. But and so it, remember, remember that our, our, uh, you know, our, the thing that we should continue to credit Andrew for because it was a nice thought. Yes, no, or yes with progressive enhancement. This one's going to be in the no category, I'm afraid. You give know? me, well, there or is. Or is that not true? <laughs> Hello. Or is it polyfillable? <laughs> There's a odd bird, I think, has a polyfill on their GitHub uh, repo. Um, hmm. Pop over polyfill. Um, that's uh, Miriam's company. Um, they have a popover polyfill. And I don't, you know, it, your mileage may vary there, you know, but um, uh, I don't know if this was fully baked or not. It's, I think it's been a while since this has had some action. Oh, no, last week it got some work. So must be there. So um, anyway, yeah, there's a popover oddbird pop over polyfill so yeah i guess and it does feel pretty polyfillable you know yeah like, uh, just use position absolute you know should do the trick there yeah if i were to guess the anchoring is not does that make sense like the um yeah like right. anchoring the, did, was always a separate proposal wasn't it because it doesn't you can use anchoring that's not necessarily that doesn't matter <laughs> or the mm-hmm. um for something that's not a popover, you can anchor whatever you want. You can anchor a menu or whatever. You know. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking forward to that. Anchor your details. I saw a great blog post about anchoring just the other week, wasn't it? Who was that? I'll have to link it up if I can. But that appears to be coming, too. And the CSS is hot right now. Pay attention, everybody. Book up. Jeez, jeez, indeed. You know, it's hard to pick, you know few things so you, you can't if you're if you're as i would know if you're about to speak at a conference about css and you're like what are the hottest things to talk about you have trouble getting it under 10 oh it's not yeah i mean you can't i mean i think like they broke up at google io all the css stuff into like four different talks i mean adam argyle did a whole thing like on colors or what it was. I forget what he did I actually. About but, like user, um, it was like customizing oh, user, user interfaces or something. Yeah. So yeah. like how you like basically like have all these media queries and has attributes and all this stuff has, you know, uh, queries and stuff like that. So you can really customize something to a user's state and then you can, um, it's just incredible. So. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Incredible. Wow, so we've made it out of the we've made it out of the intro of this. Yeah. Podcast. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the news uh, section. Uh, you want to get into some questions and answers? Is that a question and answer? Oh, podcast? I did. I totally put out a few in here, didn't I? Let's see. What do we got here? I'll read one from Greg. I think Greg Walonsky wrote in. What tools have you been using for five years or longer? Which is a fun question. Um, it's kind of like a medium length of time. Like some people could put TypeScript in that bucket easily and some people cannot. You couldn't put Astro in that bucket because it's not five years old yet. WordPress would be very easy to put in that bucket, you know. Uh, so five years or longer, what do you got? Man, uh, Vue is on the cusp, but not uh, actually not Vue, um, but Jekyll. Um yeah, I was gonna say for Dave, it's Jekyll for sure. Eleventy, <laughs> um, that's about it. Um, and WordPress, I guess we use technically for the Shop Talk site, so I have mm-hmm. do use that still, and I have for five years. Um, 
Very rarely, though, uh, for me. Um, I, I think this question is hard because there's a lot of tools I used and then like just haven't had the occasion to pull pick back up, you know? Um, right, but that says something a little bit. But maybe it's just occasion. I mean, it's not like you work on every possible website all the time, you know? So yeah. it doesn't mean the tool is dead necessarily. But in some cases, it kind of does. Like, I wonder what they... You know, oh, this is a good question. Is the amount of new Jekyll sites outpace the amount of new Eleventy sites? Do you think it still does because Jekyll is just so established as this thing? I wonder. Um, Not to mention has kind of some GitHub integration that is kind of a big deal. Yeah, well, I feel like part of like Jekyll's... uh, what would you call it? Uh, Superpower was it was like the way just you cut a branch and you're project and spit up a website, you know? Um, uh, I'm actually pretty happy on Jekyll. I started a whole Leveny migration. I would love to be on a Leveny. I'm an investor, $16 million. Um, and um, I would love to use Leveny, but I, it's just like, you know what? Jekyll's working for me. And until it like physically breaks on me, I don't really see a need to move, you know? Um, I'm kind of happy there a workflow change would be pretty drastic um and then anyway that's but 11d i have like used on multiple projects our like website on the uh on luro is in 11d um postgres would be something i've used for over five years um yeah yeah use that for a long time like it kind of keep coming back to it um hmm i don't know chris i'm Kind of stumped. Yeah, and then what does it mean, too? You know, like I hate to make the question all meta, maybe. I don't because we don't really know what Greg's intention was here. It's a one-off question. Does it mean, like, if it's been that long, there's some kind of implication of quality there or something? Uh, what about you? I, like, React, I guess? Max. My Max. Is, I use Max a bunch. <laughs> Max? Yeah, oh, just my Macintosh. Computers. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't say I've been on a Mac for five years, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, that 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 detour. Where is your Where is your best Windows machine right now? Is it? Could you be playing a a a triple A video game in five I minutes? I can touch I can touch my computer and I could be playing a triple A video game in five minutes. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I I bought a very big wide desk, <laughs> the widest one they make. Um, so I could set up two computers like at the same time, and um, I don't regret it. It's a little hard to mm. get them to use the same keyboard and monitor, but that's fine. And that's that would be like you play stuff that you bought on stream, essentially. Is that is Steam? That the, yeah, Steam, or Steam, like yeah. Um, still playing like Overwatch, a little Call of Duty, and stuff like that. But to be honest, I new Zelda came out, and so I've been doing that. But I, yeah, I've also like my bandwidth for video games has shrunk to zero i just am i'm not you're just you're out of it right now well you had it in the summer it's probably the worst time for i will you know but doesn't everything go summer's kind of pog champ for me (laughs) for video games because i can stay up till like four in the morning and my kids just get up and feed themselves so and i can sleep in so it's actually opposite of what Mm. you usually think Except the kids don't go to and bed. And what about at the portability of the of the of the Nintendo device too? Like, if you're traveling, will you pluck that thing out of its thing and throw it in your bag, or no? I would, yeah, for like a conference or something. Um, so yeah. 
I did. For some reason, my copy of Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom wants to phone home a lot, like because I think I have the digital copy, so it actually doesn't mm. work that well on the Wi-Fi-less situation. What? You literally can't play it if you if you open it up on a plane and you decide not to buy the Wi-Fi. It'll just be like, no, you can't play this game right yeah, now. Yeah, I tried to like play it in the car while kids were at like sports, and I was like, it was like, sorry, that's I need so to unacceptable to me. Oh, oh my I, god, it's almost enough to make me go buy a cartridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much money do they make from that? I, I want cartridge. Only I don't know why. I because I already regret it because I lost a game already, and then oh, I yeah. decided to buy the digital version of it because I was so annoyed at not having the game. And but I it made me regret buying cartridges. I'm like, what am I a hundred years old? If, of course, I don't I don't buy DVDs anymore. Yeah. Um, no, my kids. Uh, my kid has lost a couple cartridges, you know, and it's just like, man, sixty dollar mistake. Like, yeah, and he like wants me to drive all over Texas to go find it, and it's like, no, sir, you, yeah. you just lost a sixty dollars game. That's on you. So, uh, how far did you get? Are you, uh, you know, oh, I'm enjoying the my, my going brain, slowly. I'm going so slow. I'm such a completionist uh, that it's like there might be something under this rock. I should pick it up. Oh. This whole game is covered in rocks. Oh, I hate the rocks. Oh, That's my man. least. What? Why do you pick up? I mean, once in a blue moon, there's a cricket under one of them, and you pick it yeah. up because you can put it in a recipe or something. Yeah. But like, what else is ever under a rock? Why do rocks exist in the why? game? Why? Yeah, I don't know. You can fuse rocks to stuff, and that's now cool, you but can. Yeah, and yeah. oh. Breath of the Wild, I guess it was a little more ridiculous because you you can't really throw them as a weapon. You yeah, they're just, they seem. I don't know. It seems like a very strange thing in the it's game. A, yeah. They're everywhere. I, they're everywhere. But I will say what's cool about this game is they they improve some stuff. Like like uh one thing I was thinking about, like so occasionally in Zelda, these bats will fly out at you. They're called keys, you know. Yeah, you get their eyeballs. They, they get eyeballs and wings. And like in yep. Breath of the Wild, that was just junk. Like there, there's like one spot you can trade that, and it's like only open at night. But yeah, if you try to cook it, it like ruins the meal. It's mad. Yeah, it's like gross. Um, and so like, but in this one, they like buff your arrows and stuff like that. And there's a lot of arrows, and so like you're Zelda, and you can actually use the arrows now. You don't just run out Dude, of I arrows. I love that you, you just so cock good. your bow because you're ready to shoot it, and then you think about fusing. And yeah. Like, all you got to do is press down and like attach the fire bloom or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like that. Like, it's like the UX of bowing is better. Yeah. I, I haven't like, I, I, I'm starting to get this thought of like, like what I like about this game is they basically are just like, we're just going to make the same game, but better, like let you do kind of yeah. wild stuff. They saw people doing wild stuff in the first one. They're just like, let's just go ham on that. Like you can build a car and just drive it around. And like, I think that's very cool. And I, I just like you build us, they built a system that lets people do whatever the hell they want, whether it is, if it's bad, it's, bad whoops like you made you made a whole gundam that has laser arms cool that broke the game for us but guess what i hope you're happy like that's great i'm proud of you you know like there i it's i love that people are like crucifying koroks yeah they're building like just really macabre uh crucifixion scenes with these poor 
fat Koroks and like because there's um, like a little mechanic where they're like, I lost my friend. Take me to the other Korok seed, and you have to like use the hand tool thing to like move them onto the. Little did you know, I can move you straight across this kingdom, little Korok. Yeah, I'll just carry you across. I can just, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's, it's like they. Anyway, there's probably a lesson in there for like, yeah, let people do what let, they want. Let people build systems that let people go. You know, obviously yeah. you need some safety. You know, when the white supremacist content shows up on uh, uh, whatever, they'll probably shut it down. Yeah, but. fortunately, you can't type anything, you know, although I, I suppose you could you could build a freaking swastika out of trees or something. But yeah. No, nobody needs to see that. Um, well, what's nice is they don't really have like a share your public, share your cool inventions. They don't have a website that does that because that would be awful. That would go very wrong. You know? Yeah, it sure but, would. But just, to, I don't know, you think about like a design system. It's like, hey, yeah. I made the materials and I figured out how, I gave you a tool to ultra hand them together. So good luck. Have fun with the design system. That's yeah. cool. You know, I don't know. Ultra hand for websites. Think about it. I'm trademarking that. I'm putting a patent. So Have you found yourself really attracted to building this stuff? So like, I just got, I, I, I'm really slow. You're a completionist and I'm just bad at video games. So we're probably at the same place. <laughs> yeah, we're at it. the same checkpoint. Yeah. <laughs> I just dove off to the bottom, you know, so I'm okay, just yeah. exploring the, the, the ground layer now. And there's just piles of building materials everywhere. Like they yeah. really want you to build stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, like here's four wheels and a door. N- wink, 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 wink. You know, yeah. And I'm like, I can't be bothered. I shall oh. walk. I I saw that <laughs> and said, I will build the village later because I know there's a little. I should do a little adventure before I start Sim City uh, Hyrule. So I will eventually pick up on Sim City Hyrule. But uh, right now, I'm going to build a village. So. Or go go do some adventuring, but man, yeah, it just keeps going. It's, it's that's what's incredible about the game is um, it just keeps going. Yeah, I'm finding it a little easier. I was, you know, I found like I'm so bad at it, even though the game is so well designed that I found myself in just amazing positions sometimes where I'm like, you didn't factor in just how stupid I am. You know, like I, I'd like save the game with half a heart with no cold resistance in a cold area, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's just broken. That's a broken yeah. save right there. You I can't get idiot. back from that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, little stuff like that. And, and to the moments where I'm like, I really don't, I really prefer surprising myself to not have to YouTube how to get out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found that, you know, already two, three times I've had to be like, okay, I, I, I literally, I can't figure it out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guide me polygon.com, you know. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've, yeah, it's fun because I've like made mistakes I don't know how to get out of. Like I sent all the rail cars off the edge or whatever. Of, and I was just yeah, like, yeah, you can just drop your stuff. And then you're like, okay, is that, does that mean the storyline is over? I found that if you like walk far enough away, It'll come back. back, They're just sitting. They're just sitting there again. Uh, I might have to try that. Because yeah, there's a few places where I was just like, "Oops, (laughs) that's gone." (laughs) Or like you designed. One time I designed the perfect thing. You know, I got all the hooks on just right, and then sent it. And then I was like, "Oh, you're supposed to get on it." (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? So the machine went all the way. Yeah, I know exactly. Which had big yeah. like uh, body python vibes, you know, where you're like, and yeah. then, you know, Steven and I jump out of the rabbit. <laughs> you're like, what? You jump out of the, you're like, yes, we jump out of the rabbit. You're like, but you're standing here. <laughs> anyway. That's great. Uh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward. I wonder if this summer is the summer I show my kids my Python or my son. I wonder if, yeah, wonder if I get there. So, uh, not to dwell on the tears of the kingdom too long, but does, doesn't it seem like, man, if you really want to, if you want to embrace this game, it can, it's, that's practically all you can do. Like, if I oh. haven't. If I have two hours a week to play, which for me is a stretch almost. I mean, in the beginning, I was into it and spent some nights. I'm I'm obviously more than eight hours into the game at this point, but probably not much more. You need hundreds, a thousand, you know, to really be embrace the game as it's supposed to be, I feel like. so. Yeah, yeah, I think like you... I mean, and that's to its credit they they invented a world where you just kind of walk around and but it's not an endless world like wow or something like that, you know it's not this endless treadmill. it's just a big thing, you know that's that's what's cool about it, you know. I do like how some people like you should embrace that idea. I, I was listening to some as this was coming out, it was a bit of a news item, you know, like, look, this is going to be the most popular video game of all time kind of thing. So it was, yeah, it made it made media and they had some interesting interviews. You know, there's a woman who's just like, I just, I don't know. I walked around and found nice places to watch the sunset and stuff. Yeah. And like that I was like, I. I love that, you know, that you don't have to be like, I'm going to enjoy this game as I think it was intended to be enjoyed, that you can extract your own enjoyment out of it. I have some friends that play Final Fantasy, the online one, 14, I think, is that what it is, 13? Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever the online one, big online one is. And um, they just sit on a bridge and listen to somebody play music on like a three-note harp. It's weird, but they just, that's what they do. And that's the game to them. And that's cool. I think that's cool. So, uh, yeah. Well, hey, I do have a hard stop. So I'm going to okay. have to shut her down. I apologize. But um, I think uh, this was fun. We got to one question. I feel like that's a that's a oh, big yeah. accomplishment gonna, for the old. Drag uh, this one back onto the. It's a big accomplishment for this podcast in, the, in our late stage. <laughs> Uh, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this and your podcast your choice. Be sure to start our favorite of those. Have a beautiful time on the show. Join us in the Discord, patreon.com slash shop talk show. And Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Shop talk show.com. Oh, yeah, brother. <laughs>